Welcome back, everybody, to episode 60 of the Hoffcast. Can't believe we've made it this far. Um, it is April 24th, Friday. I hope that everyone is doing well. Does it feel like we're kind of getting past the whole coronavirus thing? It kind of feels like it. Like, I know the numbers say we're not and that we need to stay in, but it just kind of feels, and maybe it's just getting stale. Maybe that's what happens in our news cycle is that we like have huge things that happen and then we get bored and then we move on from them. Uh, and this maybe isn't one of those things that we can like move on from, even if we can do it mentally, which that's where I'm at right now. That's, I'm just mentally kind of moved on from it. I'm still doing all the things I'm supposed to be doing, still wearing the mask when I go out uh, to a store, still trying to socially distance. We're staying away from people. But uh, mentally, I'm kind of easing back into it, and I hope that's not a bad thing. Um, but I'm just trying to stay busy, trying to stay creative, posting things on my Instagram. Uh, I just did uh, Cable Guy's... Friday Sirius XM show that just came out today and that's on the Sirius XM app on demand if you're on there and by the way if you're not uh they're giving away uh like a free month of Sirius XM so I I posted a link on my Facebook fan page account if you guys are friends with me on there check it out uh Sirius XM for I think at, at this point I think you get till the middle of May but you can check it out you can check out uh my show on there uh, with Cable Guy, and they play a lot of my albums. So you can uh, check that out and see if you like SiriusXM. Uh, check my Facebook for the link. If you're not a friend of mine, then get on it. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. If you haven't done it yet, write a review, you guys. Really, really does help. Get get your spouse's phone and type in a review on there. Give it a five-star rating and write a review. That's how other people find the podcast. want to keep spreading this. I've got some great guests coming up, and my guest... This week is no different. It's Brant Tobler, very funny comedian out of Denver. He used to live in Los Angeles, and I met him when I was doing the Big Sky Comedy Festival in, I believe, 2013 in Montana, and we, we got to know each other quite well there, and we've done some shows. Last time I was in Denver, he opened one of my shows at Comedy Works, so if you were at one of those shows in Denver, you might have seen him. And he's just a really funny guy, and he's a hard worker. He's got lots of cool things he's doing on YouTube. We talk a little bit about that, and we talk very little about his book. I hadn't read his book yet, but I've got it at the top of my list to check out. It's called Free Roll. So he's, he recommended, if you hit him up, he'll uh, he'll get you a, a signed copy of Free Roll if you want one of those. But if you're the kind of person that just likes listening to it, he recommended because uh, he, he reads it on i don't know he i think he said it was on audacity we talk about it in the in the podcast but he talks about i couldn't i didn't even know this stuff about him he talks about like his dad stealing a hundred thousand dollars for him and he tried to like get back at him by murdering him i don't know if that's real or if he's or if he's just like blowing things up but you i gotta check out that book you guys but anyway he's very funny he works really hard and he's got a great podcast himself i was a guest on it a few months ago it's called the 31 podcast so please check that out hit him up on social media and say hey heard you on the hoffcast and uh just wanted to let you know that and that you enjoyed the episode let him know that that really helps when you let my guests know that where you found them that, that helps me out because then I think, oh, that, that was worthwhile because, you know, people could be doing anything with, I think he and I talked for about an hour and, and it's hard to get really good guests and the better response we get from our listeners is just like a comedy show, you guys, the better the audiences are in a place, the better comics that come. So like Denver Comedy Works and Acme Comedy Club in, in Minneapolis, they get great comedians because, um, because the crowds are so great. So as long as you guys are great, we'll keep upping the ante on the uh, guest portion of it. I hope you guys have been enjoying the podcast. I've been enjoying bringing it to you during this time. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with very funny Brant Tobler. Doom, doom, bip. Brant, how you doing, man? 
I am good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm just fine. You know, we're just living day to day. It's been raining in Los Angeles for several days in a row here. So not only are we quarantined, but we can't even like get outside to ride bikes or anything. Hey, it could be worse. It's about to snow here. We, we got two days of snow coming. So it's actually it's been beautiful the last three days, but it, it goes it's 71 today. And I think it drops to 33 tomorrow. Yeah, you're, you're sitting in Denver. Yeah, I'm in Denver, which is one of the hot spots of this. Like you wouldn't expect that, yeah. but right. Yeah, I think it, it, it is. But I think everybody's doing pretty good. You know, we go for a little walk every day with our dog, but everybody tends to stay out of each other's way. And, and there's not a lot of traffic on the streets. It's pretty slow, which is crazy. The times we've gotten in the car and driven around Los Angeles, it's like this is the way the city was meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. If traffic were like this, Brant might still be here. We yeah, wouldn't I, have I lost would... him. I would come back if you can promise me it won't take me seven hours to go six miles. One of my best friends in the world lived four miles from me for like three years out here, and I would see him once a month. Yeah, I'm sure. I was like, it takes an hour to get to you, and then uh, 45 minutes to get home. Like, I don't... Come on, man. (laughs) It's like you're living in a different state. I remember when I moved there, I was like, I'll go to the beach all the time. And, you know, I was in like West Hollywood, so I was maybe... I was maybe... 15 miles from Santa Monica, but I went about once a year and that was more than enough. Yeah. The yeah. beach day is a long, awful day. <laughs> I, I keep trying to convince my wife of that. She loves the beach and I'm just like, no. Uh, yeah. People are like, what's the big deal with the sand? It's just little rocks. I'm like, no, it's huge dirt. You just yeah. get filthy and there are critters in there that'll eat you. I don't want any part of it. And the water was always cold for that- most of the it was just always cold. I was like, this is not what I, when I saw postcards and stuff of Malibu and LA, I was like, this is different. It's definitely not the same as, you know, like Florida or Hawaii waters where you get in and it's kind of lukewarm and you're like, this is beautiful. No, it's, there's like a few months where it's tolerable. And the rest of the time you're like, this is freezing. Yeah. But then when it was tolerable, there was a billion people out there. A million people all using it as a toilet. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and then you read things about like Santa Monica sewer system just going right into it. So yeah. if you're south of there, but I mean, if you're north of there too, like what? Uh, the trash only goes downhill? No, it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't miss LA that much, actually. It's a weird thing. <laughs> you know, that that's the dream is to is to get your career to where you want it and then just move somewhere where you also want to be. Right? Yep. Those guys that have made their lives and then can go live somewhere else I'm and Hollywood comes to them. I'm so jealous of those people. Yeah, that would be the dream. I'd just be I mean, anywhere you're at, you can fly to L.A. Like I, I when I left L.A., I did get a little like my manager's like, where are you going? And I was like, there's nine flights to L.A. every single day if you need me. But you never need me, so I'm out of here. I'm going to go. Honestly, (laughs) during the day, if your manager called and said you need to be here in three hours, you could almost make that happen. I could. I could. And uh, and it's so rare that it happened, so I I don't worry about it anymore. (laughs) And Denver's kind of a nice spot, too, because you're you're at the middle point, so you can kind of get to New York if you need to. You can be in Los Angeles. You can't get anywhere fast, huh? Yeah, it's a good spot. Great airport. It, It really hasn't. There was a little trepidation when I left, but I was like, now that I've done it, like you said, if you, if for some reason someone needs me, I can hop on a plane and be in LA in three hours easy. So it's not, it's not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And you're from Wyoming. So you're just what, like yeah. a three hour drive away from home. No, I'm a, it's like, I'm a hundred miles from home. So I can get there about an hour and a half. Oh, nice. It's good. It's I, I'm not home, but I can get home, which is a, a very perfect balance. <laughs> and is that is that hat you're wearing? Is that one of those Surf Wyoming yeah. hats that I, I see you wearing shirts and yeah. stuff like that all the time? What is Surf Wyoming? So it's just a, a company that's it started up in Sheridan, and they were trying to save like a river, and they made these Surf Wyoming shirts like 20 years ago, and then it became a company, and now they sponsor me and give me all my clothes and hats and. Everything I wear, they give it to me for free, so I, I love sweet. them. <laughs> yeah, did, so I get to represent home for free, which is always a bonus. That's the dream. Did you? Uh, did they save the river? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you, you know what I should. I honestly should know more about it. Since they, <laughs> but uh, it was. I I think they they fixed everything, but it because I get questions about it all the time. Like we went to Hawaii 
in February and I wore all my surf Wyoming stuff and those the real surfers are like, What what are you wearing? Yeah, what yeah, does yeah. this season mean? So it gets a lot of uh I, I like it because I'm you know, Wyoming's like Nebraska and you always wear your Nebraska gear. I could be yeah, anywhere yeah. in the world and if it's someone from if it's somebody from Wyoming, they'll be like, Oh, where are you from? And so it's always a a Wyoming magnet, but it, it definitely gets a lot of questions about like how how do you surf in Wyoming and Usually, I just instead of going into the whole story, I just say, "Oh, it's just my friend's clothing company." Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I gotta get a, I gotta get a Nebraska sponsorship. I gotta, yeah. like, I, I had to pay for this shirt. But I yeah, to... it's, it's even better when it comes free for sure because I love everything they make, but they'll just send me a box about three times a year, and I'll be like, "Whoa, this is brand new wardrobe for three months." So it's pretty sweet. I had a guy see me. I was doing, uh, I was doing shows down at the Pachanga casino and some guy that owns a um they make uh they make goggles and and things like that for racing like uh dirt bike racers and stuff it's this company called havoc and he sent me some stuff he sent me some sunglasses and some t-shirts i was like that's pretty sweet yeah that's how it's always cool man it's and i can't imagine like you know like some of our famous friends the free stuff they get well that's like my favorite michael jordan quote they said one time Gary Payton was talking trash to him. Gary Payton's like, man, I got a Ferrari. I got a Lamborghini. And he said, Michael, ja- Michael Jordan's like, yeah, but I get mine for free. Like, That's next level. Right. When, when you're getting a Ferrari for free because they're like, we just want Michael to be driving around in this. Well, yeah, it's crazy when you're a, a young coming up comic. You're broke and you have no money and you need stuff. And then when you become rich and famous, everything's free. It's like they sh- I wish they could flip it somehow. Because my buddy Jill Kimmel, who's Jimmy Kimmel's little sister, said uh-huh. Jimmy just has a house. Oh, you know Jill. Yeah. She has a. She said that her brother has just a room in his house just full of all the free stuff that he gets. But then he's in a weird dilemma of like, I'm free, so I don't want to go out with like a free – for instance, like she said, he had like a Cold Stone ice cream card where he could go get whatever he wants for free. But then then she's like, but he doesn't want to go in there and get the free and look like a cheap. So she's like, yeah. he just has all this free stuff. And she's like, sometimes I can just go in there and get like Beats by Dre headphones or like laptops or something. She's like, it's crazy how much just free stuff people give him. I'm sure, especially with his platform, I'll bet companies are just throwing things at him. Like, I hope he mentions it on his show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I would do Christmas if I were him. I would just have all my friends and relatives just come over and just be like, "This is what it is. Just pick, yeah. pick your thing." <laughs> and it would probably be sweet. I can't imagine it. It would be, be awesome. I'd be like, "Ferrari's mine." Yeah, dibs on the Ferrari. You can have the Beats headphones. I already got well, those. I'm sure, when you're, I'm sure when you're on the road with Dan, you guys probably don't have. You probably get some pretty good perks, right? It's funny. Yeah, it's funny because we he wants to go golfing anywhere we go, <laughs> and 99 times out of 100, even though he has money, like the the course is like, no, you play for free here. They just yeah. want a picture on the first tee box with him that they can put up in the clubhouse. The only place that made us pay to golf was uh, Beth Page Black in New York. It's really? the only public course where they've had the U.S. Open a couple of times. Yeah. And that place made us pay. And we had to pay double rate because we were out-of-staters. If you're in-state, oh, you right. pay one rate. And if you're <laughs> if you're from out of town, they're like, okay, bend over. Yeah. <laughs> but that, well, that's, that's pretty good odds, though. 99 out of 100 ain't bad. 99 <laughs> out of 100, and God bless him. I didn't have to pay for that one either. He paid for that yeah. one. <laughs> 100 for 100 <laughs> oh man well i'm glad to hear things are going all right are you able to um you know the weird thing about those places like i just read idaho there's this ski resort that's gotten hit like super hard with coronavirus because probably people were still going and probably still skiing they're yeah. like well this feels like you know you're up there you already have your dicky covering your face you're on the mountain virtually by yourself so you got to feel like that's safe but then i don't know enough people coughing on the ski lift yeah, you know, you know what? I'm usually not like my mom's a real like uh, hypochondriac, and like I, as a comic, just not having health insurance, I've really just learned to tough stuff out. You know, right. over the years, I just like I we just got to get through this, and uh, you know, this la- like yesterday we went to the grocery store, and I, for the first time in my life, I was like, I don't feel it's weird. I, I think the fear finally got to me. Yeah, and my girlfriend was kind of dilly dallying in the store. I was like, "Come on, let, let, we're not examining bananas. Just grab some and let's go." And it was weird. Right. I'd never felt that way, and I hadn't worn the face mask 
we just stayed. I've really been. We've been locked up like 27 days. Yeah. But I didn't wear the. I didn't wear the face mask. And then yesterday, the mayor, governor's like everyone has to have a face mask. So I got one. And then it was. I was in the store and I was so judgy. I was so mad at myself. The difference between one day and the next day. Yesterday, I was. I had the mask on and I was just looking at people like, "What are you doing? Where is your mask?" For <laughs> 24 hours previous, I was walking around with no mask. So I was like, God, oh, I put on one old T-shirt. I become so judgmental. Right? I was just, but it's just a weird time, man. I, I, I just – and I've I was, I've been going through – I'm usually a very happy, positive person. And I think it's like cliche. This comics have to be depressing and stuff. Right, right. But for the first time in a long, long time, I, I wake up some days. I'm like, God, this just sucks. Mm-hmm. I just – I just want my routine back, and I it's it's kind of weird because I rarely ever feel that way. And what do you attribute that to? Do you do you think it's missing out on the human connection, or do you think it's like like you were you're being fulfilled by stand up somehow that you're not getting now? Yeah, well, I think it's definitely more the human connection. Like I, I mean, I definitely miss performing, but I just miss being around my friends, and I, I like, you know. And I've been, it's crazy because I, I realize I'm more just a social drinker. I haven't drank this whole time. This is the longest, I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm, this is, which is good for me. And my girlfriend and I, we have fun, but even my girlfriend's like, I can only roast my girlfriend and bust balls so much. <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm your girlfriend. Like, I'm making all your, like, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't talk to you like I do my comedian friend. So I think that's what I miss the most is like, and I just love sports. I'm a huge sports fan. So this has been torture. I was yeah. getting excited for March Madness and the NBA. And so it's just my whole routine. My whole routine, as pathetic as it is, is just like I watch sports and then I go do comedy and I wake up and I listen to sports podcasts and I work on comedy and I go perform. And then I either go to a concert or a sporting event. So it's really – I mean I don't do anything that I used to do. All the stuff that brought me joy I can't do. So it's been like this sucks. It's going to be a long time too for for both comedy and sports. So like anytime you watch any clips now, Stephen A. Smith is even more animated than normal because yeah. <laughs> he's like more emphatic than anything. Like yeah. he, he's got to get real big because – I I honestly think the next sport we see is going to be something in the summer twenty. Like it might be preseason football twenty twenty one. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> I hope that's not true. I really think it is. I'm sure, it probably is. But I'm keeping hope of. Well, when do you think stand up will come back? I think stand up at the smaller clubs might be. I think early next year. Oh my gosh! I I, I do so. I do I think. I think initially people are going to think we can come back, but it, I mean, think about it. It's a couple hundred people in a room that are emitting like moisture and noises out and, and the tighter pack they are, the better they are. Like, I don't know how you're going to, even when they start to release us from quarantine and like when people like things go back to normal, how, how are you going to feel comfortable sitting in a packed room? Like, how are you going to feel comfortable getting on an airplane until that vaccine comes? Yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, I, I'm sure you're right. (laughs) Sarah keeps saying that maybe we need to do the uh, like retroactive tests where they they give something where you can tell if you had it. Uh Because I'll bet you a good percentage of the people that get this thing won't know that they had it. They're like, well, I was sick, but I don't know if that was it. And but if you've had it and now you have immunity, like then those people, I think, would feel safe going out. But until there's vaccines. So maybe if we get that kind of test. Oh, wait, is it like chicken pox? You just get it once, you can't get it again? You know what? South Korea, I heard, uh, said there was there were a handful of cases that it came back, but it didn't sound like it was as bad. Uh-huh. Like, it's like they came and subsided, but, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, you get a cold, and then you feel like you kicked it, and you, like, go out and have fun one yeah. day, and then you, like, double down the next, you know. Yeah. It's like, oh, I guess it wasn't completely gone. That's what that sounds like, but... That Dr. Fauci or whatever his name is that you keep seeing all over the news, uh, he said he would bet anything that once you get it, like you're good. Oh, really? Well, all right. Well, maybe I should just get it over with. <laughs> that's you know, that's the other thing. That's what like Sweden's doing is they're like, let's quarantine the sick and the people that are like that couldn't handle it, and then everybody else just get it and we'll build up this herd immunity. So that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, I don't know. I've honestly. I- that's why I've like zoned it out. I'm just taking it day by day and 
because it's I've heard so much crazy stuff like mm-hmm. that's what I'm just like and I think I'm just like I just don't want I, everything you said makes sense and I'm just like oh no <laughs> I I but listen that's I I don't want to like I always protect my own brain by going too far with things like I always picture the worst case scenario and that way when it's not that at least I'm okay but if I yeah. if in my head I say we'll be out by May and then May comes and it doesn't happen I'll I'll be bouncing off the walls I'll be going crazy but as long as I prepare my brain so this is a little bit what I'm doing All right that well we're somewhere in the middle because I like Comedy Works has their next show scheduled May 11th, and I am hoping to May come. 11th. Oh, uh, are you on that show? Chapter, huh? Are you on that show? Yeah, I will be for sure. I mean, I'll be the first night I can go back out. I'm going out. Yeah, May 11th. I'm scheduled uh, in Appleton uh, May 14th through the 16th, and I'm just looking at that going. Hmm. I think they haven't canceled on you yet. They have not canceled yet. Uh, I, I haven't spoken to Adam, who who runs that club, in a couple of weeks. I checked in. And I was like, hey, what are we feeling? He goes, we have no idea. I was like, yeah. yeah. And so right now on their website, it says through May 1st. So those mm-hmm. things are still on the schedule, but I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. We'll see. That's, the, that's what sucks about this. Is I wish there were just an end date. I'd be much more prepared. If you could just tell me, okay, then I can – but then, like, <clears throat> some people say, you know, like, May 1st. Some people say September 1st. I'm like, oh, just tell me something. Right, right. And that's why I go way too far out. I always put my yeah. deadline way out. People are going to survive, <laughs> you know? It's true. It's like true. We're, my landlord's a, a, a personal friend, so he gave us free rent this month. But I don't expect him to do it, you know, next month and – like I think it was very nice of him, but I he can't give us free rent for six months. So my girlfriend's a hairstylist, so we're like, but she she could break the rules and just start doing kitchen cuts. She she loves rules, so she'd never do that. But at some point, she might have to for our survival. What you need to do is you need to hit up Jill Kimmel and say, "Hey, does Jimmy mind if I move into his prize room and you can just live off his free bags of beef jerky and, <laughs> and empty that room to live in?" I think Jill beat me there is the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, Jill, Jill's you always like, wanted to be roommates with the Toblers. Yeah, she'll be like, "I'm, I'm already in there, but good luck to you." Yeah, I don't. It's just so crazy. I don't know. Well, we haven't. Have you guys had a lot of crime out there? Not that I've known of, but somebody in our complex did say, like, it was around midnight. This was a week ago. He said around midnight somebody was pulling on their door. Yeah. See, it's getting a little weird around here. It's it's because we have one of those uh, doorbell cameras, and it's so we it monitors the whole neighborhood. But yeah, it's every night it seems to be ramping up a little more. People are breaking into cars. People are trying to get into houses, and that's what I'm worried about. Is people? I think they might just go crazy. We might have a bigger thing to worry about instead of Corona. Just like it's true, it's true. Which is why my parents have been wanting me to come back to the Midwest. They're like, you, you know, your kid doesn't have school. Just come, just come. It's safer here. You can be in our basement. And part of me is like, yeah, maybe, because at least then, you know, you're not yeah. dealing with so many people that are crazy. Like, once the homeless, you feel like the homeless people here would have started to get it, and and that would have caused mass chaos. Our, what my neighbor said. Um, somebody was stealing catalytic converters out of cars <laughs> and and i was so embarrassed that i didn't know what a catalytic converter yeah. was that i was just like oh yeah, <laughs> i didn't pry i was waiting for you to explain what that is but it sounds bad <laughs> <laughs> he was all upset about it and i was like oh hey, that's bad <laughs> but i don't know what it was yeah we the, the homeless are about so we have to we walk to target to get our supplies so we have to go downtown and the homeless, they're definitely ramping it up. Well, I think when everything was going on and businesses were open, they were doing a better job of keeping them away from downtown. Right, right. Now that all these businesses are closed, they've kind of let it. The homeless have kind of taken over, taken back over downtown because most of the businesses just boarded up their windows and doors. So there's no one calling, complaining, like, get these people away from my <laughs> front steps of my business. So it, it's it's a little – my girlfriend hates it. We kind of go way out of the way to avoid it because it's getting – it's getting a little rowdy down there for sure. Cause I don't, I just think they don't, they obviously don't care. It's... Yeah. And homelessness in Denver. Oh, like I see yeah. homeless people out here. I'm like, well, at least this is the place to be homeless. Like it really doesn't yeah. get below 50 degrees here. 
but yowzers, yeah, it's, it's about to snow in April. For them, yeah. There was a couple times in the winter I was like, oh my gosh, I can't imagine being out there. I, I wouldn't even want to like walk out to start my girlfriend's car for her, and I was like, I can't imagine living out here. So, well, maybe you bring a couple of these it. guys in, help with rent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah help, help me eat all the food that we stacked up. And... <laughs> Fellas, you know the rule. Only one pack of Gushers per day. You still haven't pitched in your half of the rent. <laughs> yeah, I think we're just going to hunker down and keep everybody out. <laughs> and you're there with your girlfriend. How long have you guys been together? So we've been together uh, about 50, about getting close to a year and a half. Okay, so but this so, definitely... I... And I'm so lucky to have her because as a when I was a comedian bachelor, like I don't cook or anything. Right. So I've never been more thankful for my girlfriend now because I there's been days when I thought, God, if I was by myself during this, I don't know what I would do. Right. You'd have like three beers in the fridge and a pack of ramen noodles. That'd be gone. You'd be like, what? Yeah, what the it, hell? It would have been a mess. So I'm so I'm so fortunate to have a great girlfriend because I found out I was gluten. I had a gluten allergy like a year ago, so I can't have gluten. And I would have never known that without her. So she makes every meal and she's an incredible cook. So I've been actually eating really well and the healthiest I've ever been to not because I like I said, I haven't drank in 27 days, which I don't know if I've last time I did that was maybe 18 or 19 years old. So <laughs> right. I think my body's liking it. And, uh, but no, we're, it, it's good. I'm, I'm glad to have her. I think I, I for the first time yesterday, I finally annoyed her where she's like, yeah, why don't you go downstairs for a little bit? But we did good on 27 <laughs> days. <laughs> After 27 days, she's like, okay, you can go down to the yeah. bunker now. Yeah, she's. I, I was like, am I annoying you? And I thought she'd like laugh. And like Usually she does. And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. We've spent it's 27 straight days together. It's good that she can be honest about that. Yeah, I was like, and I know how annoying I could be. So I was like, yeah, you're. we made it way longer than I thought we would before I annoyed you. So Is that where you are right now in the basement? Yeah, so I, I stay down here. We built a, I got a, just built a whole podcast studio down here, which has been a lifesaver that I've been able to create content and do stuff without and do like Facebook Live. I never, obviously, when I built all this, I never knew this was coming, but it saved my butt during this. Dude, when I saw you the other night doing your Facebook Live and you're basically like an old school radio DJ, yeah. you're just like, <laughs> and what, you're spinning 15 seconds of each song just because yeah, that's I'm how just... much you can play on there without getting sued or something? I'll, you know, I don't, I don't know the rules. I was just, I just didn't want to play full songs. For some reason, <laughs> we just started doing that. So I just said 20 seconds. And then I think everybody was enjoying it because it was like the nostalgia of like, oh, I like that song. And then everybody wants to hear their song. So it was just a way for me to keep it going. And then I didn't think about it till I closed up the facebook live and then i started getting these messages like your account can be uh i got like copyright violations but then they said right, right. so we can mute it on the video or we can just or you can delete the video i was like oh that's i'll just delete the video because right. it's not it's cool if you're in the moment and you're taking requests and we are back and forth but uh so i'm gonna do it again tonight we have tried to set up more of a radio show tonight and it's just and it's been fun for me like I love, I get to talk to you right now and see you. This is huge for me. <laughs> I just need interaction. But then it's been good because all my friends in Wyoming and people all over the country listen to it. But they're like, man, we love it. They look forward to it, and it's. Uh, I haven't tried to monetize it yet. I've just done it as a fun thing, but it's weirdly paid me more than even. I don't even ever say my Venmo or anything, but people have just been sending me money. Yeah, like that's I, awesome. I mean, probably 700 doing it last week when it was just crazy which is that's beautiful <laughs> a good stand-up week so it's been fun and i think that people enjoy it so i don't know if i hopefully i won't get in trouble for playing music but i don't i, I hope the world has bigger worries than me playing 20 second clips on facebook i would think so especially the people that you're playing you know if if they're uh, you know if the beatles are chasing you down for their nickel yeah. They got it. They can come pick it up. <laughs> yeah, just come over to the Tobler residence. I'll, I'll give them a quarter. I'll pay them five times on what I owe them. Just come over and, and do my podcast. We'll call it even. <laughs> do uh, do you have – well, I, I got to say, before we get off that topic, I really enjoyed it. I thought, I thought oh, you were really good, and I was like, man – this is the second thing that he could be doing from the road, yeah. just this like traveling radio DJ. So when you're, you know, up in Spokane or you're you're down in Tennessee doing a gig or something like that, you just bring your setup with you and you just do that from like yeah. one to three. 
You know, you wake up at 11, get some breakfast, <laughs> 1 to 3, you're the radio guy, and you're just yeah. pirate radio. Not a bad idea. Because actually last year when I was – because I want to get married and have kids and stuff, and I'm trying to – I'm kind of – I enjoyed the road for so long, but I'm definitely over it. So I did look into getting a radio job because I know a lot of radio guys want to be comics. You know, when you're on the road, yeah, you'd be like, yeah. oh, this is their host. He's a radio DJ. And I was like, you know what? I think I would – be pretty good at this and then not have to leave because my, my roommate brian moot uh, mm-hmm. in la he he got a radio job and he was he was making a million dollars and i was like you know what i might want to look into this a little are bit are you saying that sarcat like a million no, dollars he, he was he had he was making he had a contract for a million dollars a million dollars for a year yeah or did they have him for life what moot yeah. that's why i started doing it when he was in la he had a big job in atlanta and I, I assume he talked about this, but yeah, he he moved out, he moved back to LA, and that I mean, he eventually got fired, but he still had his contract. <laughs> but eventually, when I like, with, oh, a million, that's a lot. When of money. I lived with him, he had like when we were in LA, we had like a bed sheet for a wall in the living room, and he slept behind that. And then the last time I went to LA, he had a a brand new Audi, and he had a beautiful apartment, wow. and he was flying back and forth to Atlanta every week to see his girlfriend. I was like, you know what, this radio shit. It's probably not the worst job in the world, man. Not if you can get a contract like that. Well, I, I don't even. I, I'll take ten percent of that. I, it's not like <laughs> I stand up, money. dude. I, I, I think you'd be great at it. I, yeah, I, yeah. I'll be. You can put me down as a reference. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, maybe this is a transition I didn't even know was going to happen. But well, it's funny. My buddy who runs the local radio station out here, the iHeart Studio. He's tuned in every night, and I keep telling him, "Hey, man, I'll I'll take that either sports radio or a radio yeah, job." Yeah, go do it, man. This is this whole thing, you know. I keep saying, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and it's you know people get put into these situations. They got to create. You know, a lot of new companies are going to come out of this. Like a lot of companies are going to die because of this. But a lot of yeah. new companies, a lot of people that were working for somebody now, like I can do that on my own. I can build this thing on my own. Like the Renaissance came from the plague. Like there's going to be a whole new thing, and especially in stand-up comedy, new ways to do it. People keep trying to do online shows, and so far, everyone I've seen is garbage. Oh, so bad. <laughs> you know, stand-up's one of those things that I kind of feel like it'll never leave the need for you know the personal connection there. Yeah. Like even well, if you- I, I think it, there's like three people in my comedy world that I would just do. I'd say yes to no matter what. Yeah. And I just like Wendy, the owner of Comedy Works, Brad Garrett. I'm just praying they don't ask me to do a live stream show because i can't say no to them for all the wonderful things they've done for me right but i don't want to do it so it is so bad like when they did that charity thing the other night on tv yeah i was like i'm watching my heroes just eat it so bad were they it wasn't like this they i because that you're talking about uh comedy gives back is that what it was it was even like this but it was awful it was just awful like i tried to watch i think i so i watched I fast forwarded through the first three hours and just checked in. Right. And they said like the younger guys like Bergazzi and those guys were a little better at the end that like tried to be funny. But the first three hours were just like, Oof. Uh, I, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, I mean like David Tell, who I love, he was still, he, he just can't not be funny, but I'm, st- I know it, it was, you could just feel the torture of him doing it. Yeah. And it, it's like, and I've watched my friends do it, these live streams and it's just so bad. And I think they're doing it for like eight dollars in tips. I'm like, I, I just wouldn't do it, man. I just, I, I'm gonna really hold my ground on it, just because I just don't. I just, it's just bad. I just, it just seems like a bad idea. Comedy is a duet. I, I don't think I could do the straight stand up on there. I did a Facebook Live a couple weeks ago where I was just like writing and just kind of like freeform talking it out, like. Yeah. Nothing necessarily meant to be funny, but that lasted like 15 minutes. And the whole time I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? See, that's, that's why I try to change Facebook Live and just do something. I just don't want to put my friends and fans and family through because I just don't think. And I watch, I check in on them like a true hater. I check in on these live streams. <laughs> and then it's just like comics. Comics are awful audience members anyway. So it's this. Right a comic doing a joke and then a comic doing its fake laugh at the, and I'm just like, Oh, this is just, nobody wants this guys. Just 
don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. I can't imagine it's a good idea. Well, I think I think you're doing the right thing and keep pumping out your podcast. Yeah. Um, it, the, I want to pump that right now. We'll pump it again at the end. But the thirty one, the yeah, thirty one podcast. Yeah. So you, it's been. Uh, so I just ask thirty one questions every week, and it's been great now because I've had no trouble getting guests. Yeah. Because like my famous friends can't tell me they're too busy now because <laughs> we both. <laughs> We well, just recently had Brad Garrett on there, yeah, right? So I had Brad Garrett on, which was awesome. He told him he told this incredible story about he had to follow Robin Williams. He said, "Robin Williams, hi to Robin Williams." Comes out, gets a standing ovation. In the middle of his set, he gets a standing ovation. Oh. <laughs> Off stage, gets another standing ovation. He said he can't. Brad goes up, bombs. Then he says he goes to the back room, and Leno's back there. And Leno's like, hey, this is my friend from Indiana. Can he get on the stage? And it was Letterman. And he told and he told another crazy story about meeting Robert De Niro. And so I really like that. The 31s, you just did an episode. I've had I've had a ton, you know, Tom Segura, all the big comics have done it, Brian Regan. So that's been good. And then I do one with my girlfriend every Sunday, which is a little less we have less to talk about now because I was <laughs> teaching her about sports and stuff. We had like and she was doing salon stories, but it's uh it's still fun we just talk about how we're trapped but then the one everyone loves that i do is uh i do craigslist chaos now almost every day where i just get on craigslist and anybody that's dumb enough to put their phone number in i just call them and start talking to them about trying to get jobs or i've listened to a couple of those yeah so that's been really fun that's been good for me because if i'm sitting upstairs and i feel like i'm being lazy or something you know, like even you and I today trying to get the Skype call set up. I'm an idiot. I couldn't get it set up. So <laughs> it could have. And I did a podcast last night that got cut out. But the beauty of Craigslist is these idiots are always here and I can come down and create content. Especially now. I can't imagine yeah. trying to buy something on Craigslist right now with this whole thing going on. Oh, yeah. There's a I was whole new range a, of questions. I called a guy the other day that was trying to help street performers and he wanted 50 percent of what they made. And just like, oh, just they're just. <laughs> more so it's been fun to I, it's always fun because i enjoy it because i just never know where the podcast is going to go so with so when you're creating all this content right now because this is a co question i constantly have and battle with myself is i will create something and then it'll take me forever to put it out there just because i'm so precious about things uh -huh. but you know, like I recorded this whole big thing where I had all these people for, you know, half a day. We recorded this like funny video thing and I've just been sitting on it because I've been telling myself right now is not the time to release. It, it doesn't feel timely with everything that's going on. Uh, but like even before that, I was just kind of like dragging my heels on it because it, it was done. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know if I uh, the right you way know, to put it out. How do I do that? I'm too precious about it. I don't like yeah. it. I used to do that, and now I'm on. Uh, I've been listening to like Andrew Schultz and these guys. First of all, I just think in this business, you never know when everything's going to change. Yeah. So what I've been trying to do more is stockpile. So if you find me and you like me, I got a ton of stuff for you. Yeah. So I changed my whole process on that. So I'm putting out the podcast. Then my buddy Tone is cutting up the videos, and we're doing all this. And I feel like if something good does happen where I do catch some steam, I want the people to be like. In the old days, I would be, like you said, precious. Like, oh, that's not perfect. That's not – now I just want them, if they find me, to be like, oh, I'm good for the next month. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Here's some stand-up. Here's a sketch he did. And Right, right. Just some trying to – be. and another thing is you just don't know. I have no idea what you made, but you have no idea what's going to pop, you know. Like exactly. if, you, if it's something you think is good, I would get it out there because now's a chance more than ever that – there's going to be eyes on stuff. If something's good, it's going to get passed around now and someone could see something like, Oh, this is great. And then, so I would, you know, that's, that's my new philosophy is I don't like the old philosophy of like, you just throw poop at the wall and see what sticks. I don't want it to just be poop, but anything I'm proud of, which I think you said you like what you did, I'd put it out, you know? Yeah. I gotta, I gotta start doing that. The podcast helps me with that. Cause that gets released yeah. every for a while there. I mean, I was I was only doing one or two episodes per month because I just wanted it to be great. I didn't yeah. want to, but now I'm like, well, no, let's just get let's just get more yeah. out there, and things will be good, and people will enjoy it, and then I'll get better at it. Well, especially for the podcast, you want to be as at least once a week because every every I had momentum, I lost it. Had momentum, lost it. I won't do that again. But the reason I lost it was consistency. 
Yep. But I realized if you're not there, somebody else is there. And that's kind of what I'm banking on by putting out this many episodes. So let's say like the podcast you listen to, it misses a week. You're going to go try to find another podcast. That's when I want to be there. And then when I'm there, I'm staying there, you know, because yeah. so many times when I first started, I had I was getting like 20,000 downloads a week, which was strong, which yeah, would yeah, have yeah. life changing back then. And then I took a break and then I came back and I took a break. And so no matter what happens this time, I'm just not going to, you know, I have no excuse now that I have a studio at my house. But I think that's the when people always ask me about podcasts, they're like. I'm like consistency. If you're not, if you can't bank them, if you have something you could bank, you should bank as many as you can yeah. and just never miss a week. Cause if you miss, if your fans come to see your podcast and it's not there, they're just going to go find another one. And yeah. if it's better than yours, you're, it, it reminds me of what, when I lived in Vegas, Wayne Newton, he told his band, his band was like, he told his employees, you can miss a day whenever you want, yeah, yeah. anytime you want. But if you're not, if you're not playing, I have to have someone replace you. And if that person's better than you, I'm going to stick with that person. Wow! So they, so I don't think anyone ever missed a day of work. So it, it was like <laughs> the, the craziest threat that wasn't a threat, but was kind of a threat. So that's how I kind of look at it. Cause I think you're either a podcast person or you're not. And like, for me, I listen to podcasts all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm always looking for that podcast. And if one of the ones that that I like isn't there, then I just go find a new one, and sometimes that one replaces an old one, you know. Yeah, because you only have so many things you can listen to. Yeah, and that yeah yeah, yeah it's been it's been nice because this thing has made me sit down and talk to more people and yeah. get more guests on. So that's that's cool, and I'm able to do this video aspect, which I haven't done anything with yet, but I I hope that one day I can like parcel it out and shoot it out there. Yeah, we've been doing just putting up little clips and then because it's some people aren't built for our episodes, but even four or five minutes of like we cut up that Brad one into little parts, even just that Robin Williams story. And then some people catch the tease and be like, oh, OK, yeah, check out I'll the do. whole thing. Some people are still fighting it. Like, I don't like podcast. You know, it's just it's anytime something's cool. There's my best friends like that. Anything he just has to hate it for like six months right, and then right. he'll come around and then everybody be like, Oh, that's so cool. You like podcasts now. It's like, no, you're, you should have jumped on board in the beginning. There's a reason stuff's cool. It's it's <laughs> awesome. You yeah. know, I can do that with technology and things. I, I, I will hate on something fashion wise for yeah. years. So by the time I buy a piece of clothing, you know, it's dead. Yeah. You know, it's dead. I, well, I always hate all new fashion styles. I'm still guilty of it now. Even people are t tell me to do this TikTok thing, and I just keep fighting it. Oh yeah, I guess I'm I'm guilty of that as well. I don't want to do TikTok. But I guess, but then the thing is, like, I should have just done it in the beginning, or not, or I, I maybe not not do it at all. But every time I'm late on something, I'm like, dang, I guess I should have just. But then I don't want to just jump around and do the new thing every time. So I don't know. I don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> do whatever you want. Listen once in a while. Yeah, occasionally I, I say something right. Everybody's that. got a few gems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, got a few questions for you here. Um, okay. Some in respect to what's going on right now, and then some are just more general. Uh, part of this podcast is about, you know, looking at impending doom or just kind of like the the world's going to hell, things are happening. And I mean, granted, I started this podcast a couple of years ago, so it was before this whole thing. Like, I just felt like the wheels were kind of falling off, but it's how you respond to that. So if someone came down like an angel or something and came down told only you, Brant Tobler, said, hey, the world's ending in six months. Everybody just boom, like comets hitting this place. Like even before this, comets hitting this place, boom, explosion. Everyone's gone in six months. How do you react? Do you tell anybody? Do you live your life differently? What do you do? I definitely wouldn't. Well, I definitely wouldn't tell anybody because I think it would just be mass chaos. First would, of all, I don't think would you tell the lady upstairs? My girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I don't know. She, but I don't think anyone would believe me. Is a good thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just Brett. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what I would. That's a great question because I don't think you want to tell people because then it would just be crazy. You might not make it to six months. Everyone would just go crazy. Right. I would love a storybook ending where we all just were nice and did everything. But if I only had, I mean, yeah, I probably wouldn't tell anybody, and I wouldn't. I guess I would. I would just spend everything I have. I would, you know, instead of 
like I said, now I'm trying to, I want to, I want to get married. I want to have kids. So I'm really trying to be more responsible. I kind of lived my life for 10 years. Like it could have been over in six months. Right. Right. Just a bachelor comedian and I didn't have any responsibilities. So that's the only thing is now I'm trying to finally get some security and make not selfish decisions, make decisions for my future but I would just probably go back to being selfish. And <laughs> if that if that was all out the window, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to take I, out a yeah, large I, personal loan. I would just, yeah, I would uh, borrow money from everybody I could say I'll pay you back in seven months and I would get a Ferrari and uh, anything I ever dreamed of doing. And I would just, uh, I would just go crazy till that last day. Then maybe that last day just, well, I guess everyone's going to die anyway. I was like, maybe that last day just kill somebody I've always hated or something. <laughs> okay, okay. So I guess that sort of answers my other question. Are you are you afraid on that last day? Are you scared of what's to come? No, I mean, no, I'm I'm not. I mean, no, I'm pretty comfortable with not what, afraid of death. Whatever. Huh? Not afraid of death. No, no, not. You have, you have not, kids. Not, you will be. Yeah, see, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying it like some tough guy. Just, I've seen death come around. Like, I just know, for me now, it's just, it's going to happen when it happens. I, I believe that. So I don't, I don't really worry about it. Like, I just don't want to spend all day worry about it. So I guess that would be the only time I, I don't, I wouldn't worry about it. I'd just be like, oh, this is weird that tomorrow's going <laughs> to that's, that's be the end. end. But I, then I'm comfortable with whatever happens when I die. So I don't, I never worry about that. So yeah, I would. I don't. I. I guess I'd really party that last day. You know what's funny is I asked somebody the other day if they would tell, tell their significant other that the world is ending because they were like you. They were like, no, you know, why worry them? But then I was like, well, eventually they're gonna get shitty about some little fight, and you're gonna be like, oh, really, really? Because <laughs> the world's ending. You yeah. Know, they, they'd be like, no, I don't want to hang out with you. I'm watching this. And you're like, you're gonna spend the last month of your life watching Grey's Anatomy for the second time. <laughs> Like you're gonna slip at some point. Yeah, you know what I probably would tell her because I would because she'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> she would yell at me for all the awful decisions I'd make. So I'd have to say, "Hey, babe, listen, it's me and you against the world, and we're gonna win because the world's gonna end in six months." So, but I just don't think anyone would ever believe me. And that's the problem with Grant. Why did you just shoot our mailman? The mail <laughs> doesn't matter, honey. Yeah, I, I you know what I'd have to tell her because she'd be like, every decision you're making is like the world's gonna end in six months. I'm like, well, it is. That's why I'm doing that. Buckle up, toots. She, she probably wouldn't believe me till I'd made like ten awful decisions, and she'd be like, I guess he's he's either lost his mind or. And then she has to decide if if you're the person she wants to be strapped into for the yeah. last five. Yeah, I might. You know what? I, honestly, as much as I love her, she's great. I might just <laughs> that might be the only way we'd break up. Say hey. Just trust me on this. It's a, we're out of here. This isn't going to work long term. <laughs> well, then you hope you hadn't told her because then she's going to let fly. Because I don't want I, – because, I, again, I would just go crazy and I'd, I wouldn't want her – I think she'd become more motherly instead of girlfriend and just yell at me for all the fun shit I'd be doing. I'd be like, you know what? Why Why are we trying to salvage this? <laughs> we'll break it up in six months anyway. I got to go crazy. And I would tell her to do the same, though, because if she started acting reckless and wild, I would be the most annoying boyfriend in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why are you doing this when you're doing that? Like, I would want her to dump me, too, and just go have fun. <laughs> so I'm fair, I'm, I'm fair about it. <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, if you um... – uh, this is an opportunity to give a shout out to somebody that you think doesn't get the recognition they deserve and, and don't and, and make it somebody, you know, a comedian or something that you really like what they do. And you think you want to just give them a shout out, give them a plug right here. That's we like to do that. Oh, that's cool. Um, Man, that's I like this, but I'm trying to think who one of my friends here is a very funny comic. And he he did these posters behind me. It just popped in my head. And he's okay. his name is. His name is Jeff Tice, and you can look him up on Instagram. And he he does the best. He's the most amazing like graphic artist. He does the best posters for comics, and he rarely charges us when he should. And he's okay, just cool. uh, he's just a really cool dude, and he's a really funny comic. But he, if you just if you're looking for a good follow on Instagram, uh, just find Jeff Tice, and it's spelled G E O F F. But he. Uh, he, he, I just really like everything he does, and he 
he's just a talented dude and he's just a cool dude. It's one of these things I've been saying since I left LA. I, I guess I shouldn't blame LA, but there's dudes I root for. Yeah. And I, I guess that means there's also dudes I root against, but for sure. there's some guys I definitely root for in this business. And I mean, he'll be fine. He's crushing on his own, but just off the top of my head, I was looking at that poster behind you and then the posters behind me, he did, he did two or three of them. So I'm like, I, I really like, and I, he's just so generous. So Tice is T I C E T I C E. Yeah. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Check out Jeff Tice on Instagram. I'm looking at those posters behind you. Yeah. They're really cool. Yeah. He's great. And he's a really funny comedian. I I was going to say, I've heard of him before. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. And he's just a good dude, man. And he, 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 he's like just tall, handsome. You want to hate him, but it's impossible because he's such a good dude. I'm trying to think if I met him. You probably met him at in Denver at Comedy Works. He probably hosted a show or featured, I think, or, or did a guest I don't think I met him this last time I was there. I, I kind of feel like I maybe ran into him when I was doing that Boulder comedy show. Yeah, yeah. he runs but, that. He's the tall host guy. Okay. All yeah. right. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a good dude. So off the top of my head, if I really thought about it, there's, there's a ton of, I'm trying to think of maybe just another comic that I could give you that's got some good YouTube stuff you could watch, but there's so many good. Sure. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, not off the top of my head, but there's it sucks too because I'm going to finish this and be like, God, I should have said so and so. Well, you can just text me; I'll add it on there. Um, it. What's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten, or the best piece of advice you've ever given someone? Like, just that kind of fits the mold of most people. Like, it doesn't have to be. It could be specific, but it doesn't have to be. Like, if if you were to give somebody one piece of advice that you think, wow, this is really good. Well, you know, it's it's just generic it's really generic advice and it's what I live by now is that you just keep it. it I hate to even say it, it's just so generic, but you just got to keep going. Yeah. And I've only learned that because when it gets hard the stand up's such a roller coaster ride and it, it, as I, I just, what I've learned is I just keep pushing, keep going, keep pushing and it goes up, but then it goes down, it goes up. But if, as long as I don't stop, I've, I've achieved more, than I ever dreamed of. I always say I would dream my dreams. Like I grew up in Wyoming. I just want to be a PE teacher and like a JV basketball coach, which, which there's I nothing could, wrong. No, with but those. I could totally I, see that too. I would still love to do that. But I mean, I've got it. I've been on TV. I've performed in like seven different countries. I wrote a book, all stuff I never even dreamed of. And, and the way that I did it is just keep going. And like, and it, it's just so generic, but even like people ask me how I wrote a book. I was yeah. like, I just started writing. I mean, it's and I just got to a hundred words, and I got to a thousand words, and I got to ten thousand words, and next thing you know, I, I was at thirty thousand words. I'm like, I have half a book, and I just kept going, and then I finished it, and it was the best thing I've ever done, you know. But I never dreamed. I've dropped out of junior college. I never thought I'd write a book. Right, right. I just did it. So as, as I wish I had something more profound to say, but it's something I live by now. I tell myself. Hey man, just keep just keep going. Sometimes when I get in a little rut or something, I was like, we've been here before, and and the only way we got out of it was just keep keep going. So, no, I it, I, I like that, and that's it. Sort of fits, you know, the theme of this podcast. Like when things are going weird, like how you respond to that. So it's it's yeah. a good mantra to have to just keep going. Like I I always say, I always laugh, you know, when something's going bad. Like I'm the guy that'll yeah. that'll laugh when something's weird. That's my outlet. That's I will joke. When something awful yeah. happens, I've got the joke right then. And yeah. that's just my way of dealing with it. And that's, uh, it started out as just my kid was singing to the little intro song to this podcast. And the music was kind of going, doon, doot, doo, doo, doot. And he just started saying, doom, bip. And it just kind of thought, yeah, when, when things look horrible. And then, it, I, like, I grew up loving Calvin and Hobbes. And just the word bip kind of sounded like one of the things that would have happened in a comic strip, like like one of the sound effects that just kind of made his face go. And it always yeah. made me laugh. So I, I like that. Just keep just keep going. Yeah. Just keep moving forward. Uh, I do want to talk to you. You know, it's about time to wrap up. But I do want to talk to you a little bit about your book because it's such an interesting concept. Like, anytime I hear about your tales, it, it's the book's called Free Roll, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's called Free Roll. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And what's your elevator pitch for it? What's it? What's it about? You'll say it better than I. You know what? It's just uh, it's just my. It's a memoir about my life. But I just I grew up in Wyoming, in a small town, and my father went away to uh, prison when I was a kid, and then my dad. So he was in prison most of the time I was a kid, and then he got out of prison, 
and I left. Uh, I dropped out of college. I moved to Vegas to try to reconnect with my father. Uh-huh. And then I got a job working for the biggest professional gamblers in the world. So I, my job was to carry hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash and run up and down the strip and bet on sports. So I had this, <laughs> I had this dream job for a kid that loves sports, and I was making a ton of money and everything was going good. And then my father got off of parole and got back on drugs and my dad stole $80,000 cash from me when I was asleep, oh. which is my boss's money, which I don't know if you've ever had to go tell your boss you're $80,000 short. It's not a good day. And I didn't work for guys you want to be short with. And then I came up with this awful plan to try to kill my dad, which luckily didn't work out. Uh, and, uh, then I had, uh, and then, so then I, we tried to kill my dad. It didn't work, thank God. And then I had to go back and tell my boss I lost the money. And then luckily my boss is, you know, kind of I, – I didn't get in that much trouble. And then I, I continued to live in Vegas for five more years and work for these gamblers and just the crazy stuff now, that I got. Now in their debt. Huh? Now yeah. in when, their debt. Yeah. So I had to – I, so just that world of uh, just a kid from Wyoming, a small town, and, and being in this world – I never even, I mean, it was like out of a movie. So it's just my crazy stories of, because, you know, as a 23 year old carrying a hundred thousand dollars cash at all times, right. I got into a lot of, I had a, a confidence a 23 year old shouldn't have. And, and I, <laughs> it was just a wild. So it's just, I don't want to give away a lot of the book, but it's just, um, the, the shortest pitch is just a kid from Wyoming ended up working pretty much for the mafia in vegas for 10 years dude that sounds great everybody should go you should check that book out you're mailing them out aren't you are you still doing autographed copies you can reach out to me and i'll uh send you one and some stickers from the podcast and uh i've been writing a joke you can ask for a joke about anything i'll write a joke for you so you can do that or you can go through audible or it's on audible i'm really proud of the audible version because i read i read the book myself so it's six hours of me reading the book so that's pretty cool to hear it through my voice and uh the ups and downs i I think it's just a little better because you know people are like i could really feel kind of what you're going through because it there's definitely some ups and downs in it for sure. You know, it's funny. We I just talked to somebody about, you know, recording an audible, like uh, mm-hmm. how long. So the book, the runtime is six hours. Yeah. How long did that take you in a studio? You know, and it was so hard too because, so I had some friends in Phoenix that helped me with it. And the night before we were out doing shows and drinking and they're like, you need to go <laughs> home and rest. And I was like, for what? It's my book. I know how to read. Right. And then so the next two days, two nine and a half hour sessions that were harder than anything. Oh. You know, like I would say, like instead of Brant Tober, I'd say Tramp Bobler, and I'd get so mad at myself. Two two nine and a half hour session days. I finished both nights by seven thirty, and I was asleep by eight fifteen both nights. Just exhausted. I never dreamed how hard it would be. I bet. I, I think it was just the frustration because I read a sentence and then I'd mess it up. Like I, I would just. It's just constant over and over and over again. So, And how many times did you read something and you were like, well, why would I write it like that? How many times were you like, I wish I could change this now? That was the beauty of it. I could, you know, during the thing is my book. So I just, I self-published it, did it all myself. So So the Audible version is slightly different from the book you'd read. Yeah, probably it's just a little different. But the one cool thing that my producers did is uh, there's a, there's a last track that's just outtakes of my frustration or me messing up words or oh, that's me being cool. funny. So that was something that I didn't know she was doing at the time, but I'd never seen anybody else do. So that that's kind of a cool bonus thing at the end that you can feel my frustration of me just not being able to read the most simple stuff. So it was I'm so glad I did it and I I always encourage people if they're writing a book, read it yourself. Because it, I think it just becomes more personable and, and, it, and people can really feel what you're saying. And like I said, I was able to tweak a few things that I just thought sounded better in Audible. So that it's is cool. awesome. That's awesome. Everybody check out Free Roll on Audible by Brant Tobler. Uh, Brant, where else can people find you? Where, where do you want them to go? Yeah, you can just find the podcast at the 31 with Brant Tobler. All, all three podcasts are there. And that's you know Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you get podcasts. And then on social media, I'm just Brant Tobler, B-R-A-N-D-T-T-O-B-L-E-R. And I'm putting a bunch of stuff on YouTube. I'm really trying to uh, jump to YouTube. So Brant Tobler Comedy, there's prank calls, sketches, stand-up, uh, and full interviews. 
you know, there's like uh, our interviews there. There's a clip of me and you, and then our full interview. So there's a ton of content there if you if you're tired of watching crappy TV. Check it out, you guys. You will not be disappointed. Brant, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate talking talk to you. Yeah, thank you so much. And everybody, all your fans can come listen to you on my podcast, which was awesome. Hell yeah, man. Stay safe. Uh, will you say doom, doom, bip for me? Doom, doom, bip. 